what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Royale with cheese here, and uh, this is episode 10. Today, we are going to be featuring Good Boys, and then uh, my personal movie is uh, Can the Hat. And Seth? I, well, I didn't pick as awful of a movie. I picked Almost <laughs> Famous. Now, Caleb forgot to introduce us with your host, Seth, and Caleb. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so now that we're everyone knows who we are, uh, let's talk about a little bit of news. We got the Joker trailer that yeah, just the, came out. The when final, the final trailer. I think it dropped like uh, today. It dropped today. Uh, the twenty, what's today? The twenty fifth, twenty eighth. Yeah. The final trailer for it before it releases. And um, are you psyched, Caleb? Or I feel like. What's your feelings? <laughs> Tell me your feelings. Well, I really like Joaquin Phoenix, and um, I feel like he's a great actor, and anything he does, he can make it better. I'm just really keeping my expectations for this movie low, though. I'm not hyping this. I feel like this movie might be the most hyped movie of 2019, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just keeping my expectations low. Watching that final trailer, I mean, it did look definitely intriguing, and it kind of reminded me of King of Comedy, especially with Robert De Niro in it, and that kind of made me laugh a little bit. But um, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, are you well, excited for it? Well, let's be real, Caleb. I mean, our DC movies lately have been absolute anus, booty hole, <laughs> trash. And so, like, I don't want to get my hypes up too high, which I think is what they're pushing pretty heavily, is to get your hypes up high. So then, in turn, it's going to be a big letdown, like most movies that gets you up high. But no, they're just trying... I I feel like they're trying to build it high so they get a lot of people in to watch it, because Joker is probably... Him or Lex Luthor is probably the biggest villain. Yeah, I think, I think Joker's the biggest time. villain. I mean, like, I'm definitely going to go see this movie. Yeah. But... For me to sit here right now and say this is going to be good, I can't tell you that. Well, I mean, I was looking over the director who directed it is yeah. Todd Phillips. Yeah. And, I mean, he has a couple good ones that I like. They're all mostly comedies. Starsky and Hutch I like. Hangover I like. And War Dogs I like. Yeah, but this movie, is not, those are all comedies. That's what I'm saying. But then he also has really bad ones, like Hangover 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> like... Due date. I've never even heard of that. I've, no, I've seen due dates. I didn't find that funny. It's not funny. So, like, my point is, you got a comedy director directing this, so I don't know how to feel about this. And as of lately, he hasn't had the best track record. I mean, the trailer. Lo- I think the trailer looks good, but um, that means absolutely nothing. I mean, this movie could come out and actually be one of the best movies of the year, or I could see it very easily being a total letdown and everyone hates it. I mean, yeah. it's Suicide Squad-esque almost. I mean, I mean for sure. But, I mean, there's no villain in this, so... Like, he is kinda, the villain. <laughs> yeah, well, my point is, he's not like an impossible villain to beat, like I, in Suicide I, Squad. I mean, there's a lot of problems with Suicide Squad besides <laughs> just the villain. But. All right, well, let's get into our podcast. We saw Good Boys, which is an hour and 29 minutes, and it got a 60 Metascore. And on IMDb, the, u- the user rating was a 6.8. Caleb, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's directed by Gene Stupinsky, but that's not even the major uh, thing I wanted to point out. The writer is Lee Eisenberg, and Lee Eisenberg uh, directed many episodes of The Office. And honestly, when we suggested this movie, I was like, okay, I really, this movie doesn't look that great. I really don't want to go see it. But then I heard an interview with Lee Eisenberg and realized what he was all about and how he wrote some of the greatest episodes of The Office. 
So at that point, I got kind of psyched for this movie. I was like, okay, this this could be good because obviously Lila Eisenberg knows what he's doing, and um, the writing for this movie is, for me was the best part. I mean, well, let's let's tell a little bit about like what the movie is. Okay, it's basically about how these three. I think they're in elementary. No, sixth no, no. grade? They're, well, sixth yeah, grade? They're going to sixth grade. They're going yeah. into sixth grade boys. Basically, they ditch school tr- going on this adventure because they're trying to make a party. I mean, that's like that's about as simple as I can make it. That's the point. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, they call themselves the beanbag boys. And like you said. Because? They all have beanbag chairs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Seth, Seth pretty much hit that right in the nose. This is not in-depth plot. I mean, it steals a lot of from super bad. Which the creators of Superbad heavily influenced this movie and even made some of it. So I mean, you're you're not seeing anything super original. I mean, it's a bunch of kids, like Seth said, and basically they they lose something and they have to re-get it. And during this whole time, it's like this whole coming of age, like finding like out about each other and stuff like that. I mean, um. It was, like I said, the writing was the best part for me. Will Forte is the father, and he's the father of um, of uh, Jacob Tremblay, and or who's Max in the movie. And he, he's the, for me, was the funniest part. Like, the opening scene in the movie was probably the hardest I laughed throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I, I will say uh, probably the only, like, review I saw on this before I went to go see it is... If you want to see a bunch of little kids say the F word, which is very true. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the F word was said. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just, I had a problem with this movie in the sense of everyone hyped this up to be the sixth grade version of Superbad. Oh, and if you know about me, 100%. Superbad is like, I really like Superbad. Like, I think it's a great, hilarious movie. And for them to even compare it is like, all right. The, I, for them to compare it to that, I go into this movie with higher expectations. And I don't believe those expectations were delivered at all. Well, I mean, I'll give it a little bit of credit because it, it did have so many good one-liners. But I yeah, felt like that was the that's whole movie. I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. The only parts I really laughed at, I mean, there's... The scene at the frat house, which was I kind of laughed at, but I'm saying kind of. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we no. Talked about the, that. The funny, like the funny, later. the funniest movie, the funniest parts about this movie is like they just have these quick comebacks or these quick lines of dialogue that are super funny. But like that's the extent of the comedy for me. And for me, it was just off-putting, honestly. Because w- what are you in sixth grade? Was it twelve years old? Yeah, and also these actors are about twelve years old too. Yeah, it was just a bunch of twelve-year-olds being like vulgar, which and, was kind of and they all like settling. Yeah, almost. and they didn't hit puberty yet. Like so, like they have these high-pitched voices. Like for me, it just it just didn't work for me. I, just, I could never settle in and say, "Oh my gosh, this movie is hilarious," because this was something offsetting this whole time for me. And uh, call me old, I don't care. But like, I feel like this movie was. This movie is meant for thirteen-year-olds. I mean, this is that's who this movie is meant for, and that's the target audience. Is just funny because it's radar, but that's who this movie is really meant for. I mean, I feel like. But also, how many thirteen-year-olds? I mean, maybe I'm out of the loop, but how many thirteen-year-olds do you know that just go around swearing left and right super hard? Well, I I don't think we have the best uh, background yeah, for this area. I mean, I mean <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I that's what I'm take, saying. I bet if you took a poll, but I think like I think that I think that's how it is though. 
No, I'm not joking. Like, I think this is a pretty good depiction of nowadays 13 year olds. Maybe. I mean, that's why I said maybe we're out of the loop. That, that, I, for sure. I think this is a pretty good thing. I mean, like I said, I, th- there's definitely moments in this movie that are pretty funny. I will say, walking in the first scene, playing off you saying this pretty funny, the first scene of the movie is super solid. Like, probably goes down as a great opening scene for any movie. Yeah, of it's all a great kind of like coming of age. And I, like I said, I think Will Forte is actually the funniest part of this whole movie. Uh, and, I, and he's I, I only like, in it. Was he only in it for like five minutes? I like uh, Keith L. Williams, the boy, that boy. Oh yeah, Lucas. Yeah, yeah Lucas. I like Lucas a lot. He, he was. Always, he, was he, he was definitely the funniest out of the three boys. I also think he was. No, actually, I think Thor was the worst actor. I mean, th- this is the thing. I don't think it they, was. None of them were good actors. Let's yeah, I don't think up. they were very good actors. I mean, some parts they were okay, but overall, no, they were not good actors. I understand they're ch- children still, so I mean, like. I'm not expecting the world from them, but it just, I don't know, man. This, this movie was just, it was kind of unsettling for me. I mean, like I said, it had some good lines of dialogue, but I mean, like comparing this to super bad is to me just heresy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's for sure a knockoff super bad. I mean, that that's the best I can give it. It's it's a, it's a it's one a liner. Tw- it's a one liner super bad. If I wrote a review on it, it would be, it's a one liner super bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, like I said, there, there's definitely some funny parts in this, and there's some good dialogue. But I mean, this is this is not a movie I'll ever revisit. I mean, it unless it, somebody buys it for me. But no, I was still never. I mean, if, it had a couple. Why would scenes. Why did you rewatch this movie over Superbad for any reason? Because I've seen Superbad like a hundred billion still, times. I'd still way funnier. Yeah, but sometimes movies get a little yeah, bit but older. I'm watching. not saying. But what I'm saying is like. There's no way I'm choosing. Once again, this is back to the, our old Lion King debate. If these two movies are sitting on a shelf, I'll be like, "Yeah, well, why aren't we watching Super Bad instead of Good Boys?" Okay. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm not saying I'll never watch it. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'll. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah you I, are I exactly. Saying, I am saying I'll never exactly. watch this movie again. Okay. I, I don't think it was funny enough for me to revisit this. Ever. I mean, that, that's fair. That's I, fair. I mean, that this is probably one of our first reviews. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, what what can you say about it? I mean, that's literally what it was. Objectively, it w- it was funny. Mm. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, it was a different mm. type of comedy. Like Kip said, it was a one liner mm. funny. Well, this is the thing. so like it, I would laugh pretty hard at certain scenes, but then other scenes, I'm just like, this movie is dumb. I would say why are they six, doing this? Sixty percent of the jokes relied on like them not knowing what something is, which that, was pretty funny. And then, like, the audience knowing it. Yeah, like, it was okay, but, like, it just was, like, that's if that's that was 60% of the jokes. Like I said, whenever they had, like, a one-liner burn or something like that, it was really funny. But, like, I, I just, this movie. This is what I'd say. The themes of it have I, been done and have been done way better. I'd say if you like super bad and you're into a ton of comedies, and you're a common folk, so like I'm not. You haven't taken a film class, you know. You're, you're common. That's right. You, yes. Bottom com- line. Yeah, like you like, probably think Suicide Squad's yeah, good. Like basically, like the kid we brought to the movies. <laughs> basically, basically. I mean, I would say go watch it because you're probably gonna die laughing like the kid we brought. But no, if you're gonna watch this, that scenario, get it on uh, VOD. I mean, uh, video on demand. Don't. I mean, there's there's no reason to go see this at the movies. All right, let's just stop making up like. No, VOD things. is a very common I phrase. I know, freak but... boy. No, uh, no, that's what I'm saying is like, 
this this movie you get nothing more out of it by going to see it at the theater yeah, versus maybe somebody's trying this. to bring a date to the theater. No, just watch. You can literally watch what this movie on your phone. Watch? Just watch this movie what on your phone. What else would they watch? That's how disrespect I have for this movie. <laughs> All right, Kev, what'd you give it? Uh, three out of ten. You gave it a three out of ten. Yeah, dude. You I thought it was that bad. It was okay. Objectively, was it good? If you take take out enjoyment of comedy. Objectively, how bad was? This I mean, movie? the plot was just very simple. Yeah, very simple. I mean, the act, simple the acting wasn't get. great. There's the nothing special about. I think any it was cam- forgettable. Was there anything? Was but there was anything funny. special about the camera work? No. I'm, That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm, building, I'm a strong believer that you got to rate comedy. I'm building. I'm building my case. I'm building my case here. Just like musicals and comedies, no, 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 rate no, differently. Time. No, I I get that, but what I'm saying is like, okay, what I'm saying is, I didn't find it that funny, right? You're telling me. I didn't. That you did not find the frat house scene funny. I find Can the Hat you did to not, be ten no, times okay. funnier. Alright, we'll get into that later. But <laughs> No, it's just okay. There was parts I laughed at for sure. Alright? But what I'm saying is like Alright, whatever. Seventy percent of the jokes what'd you give? It? I'm not a hater. I give it a five out of ten. I think I I will probably never revisit this movie ever again. But I did laugh at it. I mean, I thought I, it was funny. Yeah. I don't think the acting was the best, but I will say they had some really solid one-liners, and that's what yeah. But that, comedies can do that well. But watching twelve-year-olds do this, it just was the it whole. Was I, I couldn't get sure. it. Yeah, that's why I couldn't but, get past okay, the whole movie. Okay. When, what you want from me? I couldn't get past starts, it. When the kid starts puking, was that not funny? Yeah, that's it's, that was hilarious. I, I laughed at it, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. Right, like it whatever. doesn't make it that great. It doesn't matter. We're, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna move on to Kilb's pick. Oh my goodness! Uh, I don't even know oh, how to start. Listen, no, let listen. me let me start this. <laughs> it's Ken the Hat. It's an hour and twenty two minutes. It was made in two thousand and three. It's PG. It's categorized. I'm not even gonna say what's categorized under. It has a 19 Metascore, which is probably the lowest you've ever heard of. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of maybe one lower, but 19 is pretty low, and its user rating is a 3.9. And a little bit of background before Caleb goes into this is that this movie was so bad that actually Dr. Seuss's wife, because Dr. Seuss is dead, said there will be no more live-action movies about Dr. Seuss's books ever made. Because this one was so bad. I kill. Now go ahead. Uh, oh, first, first, tell us what it's kind of. About. I, I will. I'm For the just, people I'm that just, have I'm never just saying, read a I'm book just saying, as a listen, kid. Listen, I'm just saying. First watch, I can definitely see why this is unsettling and not a great movie, right? For first, first watch. But I, I'm saying, this movie, this movie's like a fine wine. You know, over time, it becomes greater. I mean, it it's this. It's the same story as Dr. Seuss, but hyped up. I mean. For me, it's the best case scenario to make an hour and a half movie out of a twelve-page book. I mean, it's the two kids, two bored children, have their lives turned upside down when a talking cat comes to visit them. I mean, it's a super simple plot, and everything goes haywire, right? And like I said, this movie, granted, can be unsettling with the cat in the hat, how he looks and stuff. I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not sitting here saying this is a masterpiece. I'm saying this is a solid, funny movie. I, I'm just going to start off. Anyone that was in this movie, I mean, except for Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. Dakota Fanning. Oh, I, I said except for Alec Baldwin. I mean, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I mean, I guess. 
You guess this guy. Uh, don't have a career after this movie. You're going to really sleep on Kelly movie, Preston, the mom, as, who shows up in Gotti in 2018. You're going to sleep on that. Exactly. As soon as this movie was made, literally their careers were over. Okay, Mike Myers, yeah, he went through a, a turbulent section. But, okay, but let me let me just start off. This is, this is what I will say about Can the Hat. I'm going to be straight. It was funny. For me. As an adult, it was funny. So you found this movie funny. Because, let me give you, let me give you, do we just sit through Good Boys and you said you got rate comedies different? Yeah, but this is not a comedy. (laughs) Yes, this is. How is this not a comedy? What is this? For one, one, this movie should not be, this is literally like an adult movie, 100% adult movie, not even a kid's movie. There's no reason a kid should ever watch this movie. There is like, I mean, I was going over with this with Caleb. There is, like, straight, like, a soft porno picture in the movie of the mom. And Caleb's like, no, no, it's not. It's yes, not. it is. She literally has leafs over no, no, her No, no, no. It's, it's a, he, it's and a then picture he unfolds that's it, naked. Yeah. And then he unfolds it. And like a centerfold. Hat, his hat goes up. Like, it straightens out. Like, it was tilted over. Yeah. And then it straightens out. Yeah. Gosh. There's a ton, like, of, there's ton is, of humor in this movie that I, it's like, it really this gets movie me going. Is a it's straight, funny. is a straight adult movie. Not for kids, and that's why I have the biggest problem with. Because Can the Hat is a kids' book. Okay, very much a okay. kids' book. All right, this hey, is not hey. a kids' movie in any way hey, listen, at all. Listen, at all, not even like close to it. Listen, lately, defend this for a second. So that's why I'm saying I liked it, because for that reason, because it was funny, because it had adult humor in it. But that's not what listen, they were going listen. for. This, this movie should have been going for. This movie. Grossed, that's why it's a bad movie. This movie grossed 134 million dollars. Right. This movie had. Good set design. All right. The set design looked cool for it. This movie tried. Okay, I'll give it that. This movie tried to be something. Yeah, an adult soft porno. No, <laughs> not that bad. No, this movie had some of the funniest lines to it. Like, when he picks up the garden hoe. Hilarious. There's the cut to it. He's like Martha Stewart slash like selling a TV ad, and there's like three of him all of a sudden. This movie is absolute bonkers. It makes zero sense for most of the movie, but the absurdity in it is the comedy that I live and breathe for. Like this, this movie is hilarious. Yeah, the cat in the hat looks creepy as ever. I agree. It's disturbing if you look at it hard, but this movie was funny. It was very unique. I think it actually captured. I'm gonna get a lot of crap for this. The soul of Doctor Seuss. You know how? Not it, even close. Listen, listen, listen. Hear you, me out. No, hear me out. You are Doctor Seuss. Doctor Seuss. Dude, think about this. When the books are read, this the, his books are absolutely insane. Walk it in my pocket. I mean, they're just crazy illustrations. They're like some crazy. Did Doctor Seuss write into it? A freak of nature. It's cat like a fourteen-page book that, that yeah, probably was a pedophile. Honestly, <laughs> this cat is probably a pedophile. Basically, no, he never did. So, so not be, even close. Listen, listen, you have to watch this movie for yourself. You no, have to. No, yes. don't watch this movie. You have at to all. go see this movie. No, you have and to watch don't this movie. show your kids this movie. This is not a kids' movie in okay. any way. It can be. No, it can't be. It's hilarious. Not even close. There's movies like like um, let's SpongeBob. You know. It can be adult and a kid's show. This is not one of those. This is 100% an adult show. Those kids, like, I would not be surprised if Sally and... Who's the other one? 
Conrad. Sally and Conrad yeah, could never were think- abused on set like, <laughs> listen, like, like Wizard of Oz. Listen, I would not be surprised. Listen, I would honestly listen. believe it hardcore. This movie has like so many subtle jokes to it too. Like the way he never says Conrad. Convoy, Conroy, like it doesn't matter. Michael Jackson was probably on set. This movie, I'm, I'm sure he was. This movie is hilarious. I find the absurdity in this absolutely enjoyable. Like they literally destroyed listen, the Dr. Seuss can the hat. No, book. no, I'm saying this movie. This movie is crapped on way too much. No, not even way close. too much. This movie this is, is not movie. nearly as bad as everyone makes it out. Terrible to be. movie. Listen, I'm not saying this is a great movie by any standpoint. Any great piece of film work. No, it's not, okay? But the, for this to get a 19 Metacritic score is insane. This movie deserves at least a 50. At least a 50. Not even close. This movie's hilarious, and it close. goes for it. This movie goes for it 110%. No. Because it's not doing what it was intended to do. Okay, listen. You, we could, if not you, even close. Listen, if you want to sit here... Because it was trying talk, to... It would be different if, if they were trying to go here, for an adult film. If you want to sit here and make the argument to me that... There should not be any. There shouldn't be a Dr. Seuss book because it's 14 pages of, of material beloved by so many. Make a movie, you're only gonna mess it up. If you want to make the argument, I'm not. Well, then you're wrong. No. Because if you're not gonna make that argument, then this movie goes for it. Every book. And I think everyone it knows every book is better than the movie. No, but what I'm saying not is, even a question. What I'm saying is like I'm not gonna bring up that argument because it's just no. listen, listen. If anyone, if anyone doubts that, please, you are I'm wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying, unless I'm saying. If you're going to make this movie, right? That's the wrong way. They did ha- 100%. If you're going to make an hour and a half long movie, you have to add things to the book. Yeah. But not I'm, I'm not even saying that they added wrong things. Or actually I am saying they yes, added wrong. Yes, that is 100% things. what you're saying. It was literally an adult film. All the jokes were dirty jokes. Very dirty. Yeah, but there, jokes. There, there's still enough I think for a kid to hang on to. Yeah, because he doesn't know about anything. Yeah, and it's good. Okay, Tom. A good movie is a movie that. So you show listen, you Pixar. Show your, Tom, what does Pixar do? What does what does Pixar listen, do better than most than pretty much any other kids' movie? You you show your kid what Wolf does on Pixar, Wall Street. What does you show your Pixar, kid Wolf on Wall Street? It's probably does, gonna go right over his head. And what he's probably does, gonna think it's a boring what movie. What does Pixar? No, Get, I, that, there's no way. <laughs> yes. What does what does Pixar do? Actually, make good movies. Okay, but Tom actually make good movies. They're able to cater to the children. And the adults. And Ken the Head did not do that. It only catered to the adults. I I I agree somewhat. No. It definitely leads listen. It's like ninety to ten percent. The only ten percent is the two kids in it. That's it. That's that's the only catering and and, and the narrating. Listen, Dream that's the only catering. DreamWorks at this point is at the height of its career. And they trash it all in this height one of this movie. career. I mean, they literally get, they're destroy produce, it. They're producing like Shrek. They're producing this phenomenal movies right now, right? They're making them, right? Can the Hat comes up. It's going to have controversy because it's such a beloved book. This is not the right time. This movie is a rewatchable movie that is funny. You laughed at it. I laughed at it. Yes, funny for an adult, not a kid. It's not a good kid's movie I at disagree. all. I disagree. Well, how is it a good kid's movie? Because I still think a kid it's can get something has out of the this. dirtiest jokes ever in it. I think this movie... Like, some comedies have less dirty jokes. Like, when I mean some comedies, like... This I mean, movie, comedies with Will Ferrell this movie have is, less I dirty think, okay. jokes than Ken and okay. the Hat. I think this movie target audience is like a 15-year-old. No, I think this movie's target audience is adults. No, I'd say 15. Dads. Dads. 15. So they can go watch it with their kids and laugh 
their face off. Yeah, this movie target was funny. audience right there. This yeah. movie was funny. No, I don't even know if this had a target audience. I'm not even sure if the director knew what he was making. He's kind of just like, maybe he just lost his mind halfway through and was like, yeah, we were going to go for a nice movie, but no. Now we're going to just make the dirtiest jokes ever. (laughs) You make this movie to be out so much worse than it was. there was some dirty jokes in there. Okay, for a kid's movie, you can make jokes and they don't have to be dirty. I can think of two jokes that were somewhat dirty, but... You want to? You want to get that? He literally put on a bra and was grabbing his boobs and shaking them around and his butt and shaking them around. How's yeah, that yeah. But me? as a kid, anyway, you, as a kid, you're not gonna be like disturbed by that. You're just gonna find that funny. Yeah, that was very disturbing. He literally had makeup on the cat. Yeah, it's that hilarious. was that was creepy it and was disturbing. Funny. Very creepy. This movie is the definition of absurdity, and I love it. Okay, I love absurd comedy. No, this is okay. Well, besides the point, like Caleb said, it's it. I mean, they do. I mean, Give they me follow credit. the book as much as you can follow the uh, ten-page book. I mean, the first act and the third act are pretty much the book. Which, which is, I mean, I mean, good. Like they, sh- that's how they should have done it. I mean, I, like you said, I don't know what you do for an hour and a half on a book that's only ten pages. Like you definitely have to come up with a lot of the script. The, for that's it what I'm saying. Stuff. I'm saying the only, I think the only argument you can make is they shouldn't make a movie because. It's a twelve-page book. Why are you trying to make a movie out of this? No, but I disagree. I don't think they should have made a live-action movie. I think it would have been much better an animation movie. They could have probably made it shorter. They probably could have made it an hour. I'm not disagreeing with you here. And I think an animation movie would have made it way better. It would have made it less and creepy. They, yeah, I agree. Less creepy. <laughs> less. Listen, less hey, dark. Listen, listen. Once again, not not a phenomenal piece of film work. Yeah. But really the absurdist humor humor in it speaks to me. Yeah. And I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's, you do. it's funny. I mean, okay, what'd you give it? I gave it... Hmm, sorry, I'm on IMDb. What'd you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. It was funny, and that's the only reason I give it a 4. Okay, you're telling me you'll never watch this movie. I'm not saying I won't rewatch it. So you gave it a four, but you won't rewatch this. That's I rewatch my one out of tens just because there's that's so bad. Time. That's a one out of ten, <laughs> but there's a fine line. Two threes and fours no. are untouchables. No. Oh, agree. yes. Okay, I would have never rewatched this movie ever again in my life unless you requested it on it. You on just said you might rewatch it again. Yeah. If my wife has me strapped to a chair <laughs> and is like, Seth, if you watch this, then she has a great you know in, what's coming next. And I'll be like, all movies. right, let's do it. Yeah. You'll rewatch and it. And I would, no, actually, even at that, I might not. <laughs> no, this movie is, I find this movie to be hilarious. Not it's, good at all. It's way, it, it bats way out of the park. And I can see why a lot of people would dislike where it goes for this. But I actually thoroughly enjoy what's happening throughout this movie. I would say if you're an adult, I, I would definitely say check it out because it's like, it's not what you would think a kid's movie should be like. And that's why it's so funny. If you, if you like absurdist humor, that's why I don't get also, why you don't like this. Do you like Eric Andre? Also, it's like, it, it's you like, need to watch it. I'd say watch it with a friend. It's not going to be funny. I mean, yeah, I, most have you ever watched a funny comedy on your own? It's never happened. All right. You got to find yourself a movie buddy that likes the same kind of humor as you and watch funny movies. So that's I'm, the only way I'd say you should watch Good Boys and Cat in the Hat. What I'm saying is, okay, there's a, there's a new show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. And it's basically like a skit show. He was a writer for Saturday Night Live. 
the whole thing is just absurdist humor. Like, that's the whole show. Like, it kind of reminds me of Eric Andre. Like, if you like the Eric Andre show, just that absurdity, like, that's my type of humor. Sure. And that's why this movie works for me. But they're not trying to sell Eric Andre's show to literally four-year-olds. I don't get why you get so bent up about that. You're not four years old. Why are you offended by this? It's hilarious. I'm not offended by this. I'm saying they didn't do what they were trying to do. So you're going to mark that wrong? Yes. Because, yes. I hate you. Yes. That's like, <laughs> that's like saying, like, making The Godfather, and instead of making him Italian, we're going to make um. What is this comparison? Sweden. I need you to stop. Like, it would just be like, it wouldn't make any sense. No, your it comparisons make, sense. make no sense. All right, all right. I'll give you a second to think of one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're definitely moving all right, on. It's like Canada you're cutting down a tree with an axe, but you're going to use a sledgehammer instead. That's basically how it is. It's just butchering the whole yeah, thing. But it's like being able to cut it down quicker with the sledgehammer. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Listen, hey, All this right. movie's not for everyone. We're just gonna move on from this horrible movie. Alright, almost famous, a movie I suggested, which got actually a good meta score, which was ninety. It's a two thousand movie, two hours and two minutes. It's basically about this boy that is given a chance to write for these rock stars. He, he's a big rock fan, and he's given this chance to write for the Rolling Stones magazine about a band. Called Stillwater. Yes. And basically it's his journey through with the band, trying to get all the information from them, how they are. It, it's very unique, I would definitely say. Yeah, he uh, yeah, says that he's, he goes on tour with them, basically, and he's 15, and he keeps telling everyone he's older, obviously, to get into places, and so they don't treat him like a little kid. But, um, yeah, he's he's a writer, and he basically um, he grows up in this home with just his mom because his father died. And his sister, played by Zoe Deschanel, which is really strange because she looks so young and different in it. Yeah, I did not know it was her until, like, I sat there and I was like, who is this? This is Zoe Oh, it, it was it was wild. Yeah, and his mom is played by Frances McDormand, which is probably one of the greatest living actresses we have today. And uh, she's like a vegetarian against rock and roll professor, right? So, it, there's, this honestly does have. I'm not saying the main characters is a stellar cast, but it has some really famous. No, I, I think I think I think it, I don't know if it, I'm not gonna go as far as a stellar cast, but I'm gonna say everyone in this movie, pretty much everyone does a very good job at what they're given. I mean, they also got Phillips Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love him. I think That's he what I'm saying. is they... top three actors of I this mean, generation. Noah Taylor is a famous face. I mean, yeah. I mean, you I could mean, even argue, I mean, like you said, Zoe Deschanel is a famous actor, or a famous face for sure. And even Kate Hudson is a famous face. I mean, yeah, uh, we watched the bootleg cut of this, so it made it almost, it made about three hours. And it's directed by Cameron Crowe, and this is, the movie comes right after his very, very successful movie, Jeremy Maguire, which grossed about $256 million. So he's kind of like at the height, really, I feel like, for himself, and he makes this movie, this like, this movie about kind of his childhood in a way, because he's growing up in the 70s and stuff. And, I mean, this movie worked for me, for sure. He also, I mean, he directed Say Anything. Just Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he, like I'm saying, he, but Jerry Maguire is, like, this movie 
that grossed this ungodly amount of like it blew up yeah. way more than he ever thought or anyone thought. My boy Tom Cruise. And yeah, so so basically, like what happens is his mom, like I'm saying, is kind of a stickler. You know, she hates rock She's and roll, strict. so that's why Zoe Deschanel runs away. But he has a good relationship with his mom, and his mom doesn't seem like super overbearing. But comes oh, to find out, no, I mean, she, I mean, she, she really is not she for the way steps- the sister makes it out to be. I think she takes a step back after he's, the sister leaves. But he's, al- she, he's also only 15. He's also a senior. Yeah, this is the whole point. She made him, like, skip, like, two grades two and grades. stuff. And she, he never went to kindergarten, and then he basically opted out of a class. And, like, his dream, and basically her dream for him, I mean, he's kind of along for the ride, is that he's, like, an Atticus Finch, and he grows up and becomes a lawyer. Like, yeah, that's her dream a really for him. really good lawyer. But he really likes rock and roll music because of his sister, and so he basically is writing for this underground magazine. And he's super smart, so he can write. And yeah, I, very I, well. He's, he's a really well writer for that yeah. time. Yeah, and the Rolling Stones get a hold of uh, what he's written so far, and um, basically they want him to do a story for them. And he decides to do it over Stillwater. So like we said, he goes on tour with them. And this movie, you know, it's, it's really a coming-of-age movie. I mean, this movie yeah. has super good soundtrack, Oh we'll, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. A lot of Elton John, like literally, I felt like uh, most yeah. of the soundtrack. I mean, no, was Elton I mean, had I, a lot, but it was good. It it really was. I mean, it fit in the right moments and it played the right songs at the right time. Yeah, and basically, his I would say his mentor is Philip Seymour Hoffman throughout this. Like, yes, and he's not even shown that much, but it, you kind of do get that picture. He plays a very integral role in his, his kid's life because he's was also a writer, like a rock writer. So he like. He knows the business and stuff, and basically his advice to William is like his his advice is like, hey, when you go, you got kind of you can't make friends. Like these rock stars want you to write basically a puff piece. You got to be merciless and all and stuff. How cool they are. Well, yeah, and basically that's the opposite of what happens. And William gets caught up. He actually becomes like friends. There's like these groupies that follow them around. Okay, but I think there's a reason that's why they call him the enemy. They call him yeah, the yeah, because the they movie. know because they, but it almost as a joke. At first, it's kind of real, but then it becomes almost like a joke because he does kind of become part of them. In a yeah, sense. It, basically, he's following them around, but there's also this groupies, but they call themselves band aids because they don't sell their their bodies over to these rock stars. And um, Penny but Lane, they do. Penny they Lane is like, yeah, <laughs> Penny Lane they is. They say they don't, but they they do. Pen, I mean, it yeah. is very obvious. So, so basically, Penny Lane is like this famous groupie called Band Aid, and uh, played by Kate Hudson. And she, her and uh, William, they really have a connection from the beginning because they're both following Stillwater, and they both are just keep traveling together and all this stuff. And I mean, so they they well, William's in love with her. Let's be real. Yeah, it's I, shown throughout the whole movie. It's because it's probably the first girl that showed a little bit of interest in him. And you yeah, know, and she's kind of crazy, but she's she's a little smart to her too. Like she's not dumb like the other like the other band aids groupies. And um, well, not groupies. They're... But but Penny Lane is in love with the lead guitarist of Stillwater, and uh, who is he's known as the best one. Yeah, like he's the one that would branch off if. Somebody was gonna branch off from the band. Yeah, and basically, like, yeah, he he's he's built up to almost be the lead of the band because he has pretty much the most talent out of any of them, and he's not afraid of it. So that that constantly causes friction within this group, 
of uh, rock stars. So basically they go on and all this stuff and uh, he's trying to write this piece and he can never get the interview with uh, Russell Hammond, you know, the lead guitarist, you know, and that's the whole movie. And that's the one he really relates to. And that's the one who Penny loves. And by the way, he's also married at this point. So Penny and him are having this extramarital relationship together, you know, and that's kind of how it goes because, you know, he's on the road and all this stuff. And it's just, for me, I, a lot of people call this a coming-of-age movie, and it definitely is. There's definitely a coming-of-age element to this. But but for me, this movie didn't really... How do I say this? Because it sounds stupid saying this, because all movies are like this. But this movie really came together for me in the third act. Like, I was not on board with this movie until we got to the third act of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I mean, I would also say, I mean, you're probably thinking, like, wow, this is probably a boring drama or whatever but it actually has some really funny scenes like but it's scenes you almost have to think about to get like to get it to be funny yeah and this this movie is really funny i mean it's drama it's a coming of age i mean it the has highs the lows i mean it really does hit every key yeah it's it's kind of cool too because it shows like Music breaks them up, basically, the band together. Like, the band, I feel like, breaks up, like, four different times throughout this movie, and they come yeah. back together. And music breaks them up because they're all, like, living in the shadow of each other. They always want to be a star. And but there's that, two people that feel... Who do you think bonds them together? Well... Two people. I, I would I would argue the writer and Penny. I don't think anyone bonds says, them together. Everyone says Penny. No, I think the writer brings them together. No, 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 no. I, don't, I, I mean, I think he does in a sense, but I think it's more... The music breaks them up, but also brings them together. Okay, yeah. Because sure. whenever you remember that scene in the bus, they get super mad at each other, but then they all start playing Tiny Dancer, and they all start seeing it together, yeah. and then they realize, hey, listen, we can get past this. Yeah. We're still buddies, you know. And this this movie, I mean, I I really enjoyed myself by the end, and it's one of those movies that sticks with you. Yeah. Because I'll tell you today, we watched it last night, and I was thinking about it today, and that's why I like it's a good movies. movie. I mean, yeah, I'm not. Like, I mean, there are actually some cool shots in the movie. Like, things that you won't pick up on unless you're really paying attention. Like, so, for instance, their bus, they have a name on it, right? They have a name on their bus. Yeah, it's called Almost Famous. Yeah, Almost Famous at first. But then what's... Wait, wait, wait. You gotta give the the clue spoiler warning. No, I'm not even gonna spoil it. Oh, I was just gonna say, once, towards the end of the movie, they changed the bus's name. Yeah. To something else. The bus that's is, really funny if you sing there yeah, and paying attention. The bus the bus's name is kinda defines the band. Yeah. Like that's that's really what it is. Like oh, that's 100%. what defines the band. And they like the bus because it's like they feel like this bus is a part of them. Because I mean it's like when you start something off you and you start off cheap and you have this one item, it has a lot of meaning to you because that's the item that started you off. Yeah. I mean and this movie is pretty interesting because like we said, William you know, Will, he, he's, he's a part of the band, and he's a smart kid, right? But he even gets caught up in this, like, lifestyle. You know, it's this crazy lifestyle, and he kind of digs it, too. You know, he kind of likes these guys, and these guys are cool. But he also knows he has to write a piece on them and stuff. And it's he really he falls in love with Penny Lane, and she's real nice to him and stuff, but obviously she's older than him. But well, let's be real, she's a total hoe. I mean, that's uh, what she, I mean. She really is. I mean, but she says she's not. But then she sits here 
and she keeps striving after this guy that she already knows is married. Yeah, and I mean this, and basically he keeps going with them, and throughout this he grows up. I mean he really does in this matter of I don't know how long it is. It's it's probably less than what it feels like because he only misses one test before he graduates. But it doesn't matter. It's probably like it's probably like a month or so. I call it maybe a couple months. I don't know, two months. It seems long because they, they missed do, that from school. Let's be real. I feel like we should they know probably this. Probably <laughs> do a concert. They probably do a concert every weekend. Probably. So they drive, get there, probably stay a night, and then do yeah. a concert. Yeah, I agree. So it's probably a month. Probably takes place in a whole yeah, month. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. And like this is obviously an opportunity for a lifetime, so he takes it. And um, I mean, he it's really he goes through this in this month. He really grows up really quick. Oh, yes, because he, he pictures life. And also, he, he's not popular at school or anything because, like, he, he skipped two grades. He's too young. People don't want to be around him. But he doesn't the, have pubes yet. But, but no, no one, but when he goes to, <laughs> when he joins his rock band, he kind of fits in because they're all weird and they all have their problems. And so he's able to fit in real nice, you know. And uh, it, it just really shows this band. And this band is not perfect by any means. And they kind of played off to the media and everything that they're like a real upstanding band and all this stuff. But like I said, they have a lot of problems and everything. And the main guitarist, you know, he treats Penny like crap once he comes back to New York and his wife is there. And like, I mean, what'd she expect? And she still believes he loves her and all this stuff. And it's just a big drama after drama. Also, nowadays, you could almost can. I would can almost consider this person as a cameo, but back then he wasn't. Is Jimmy Fallon is actually in it? Yeah, for, plays uh, a for pretty decent not a key role, but he plays a big role. He plays. He plays actually. He's probably in it quite a bit, but that might just be the because we watched the extended version. Yeah, too. He might not be in it as much in the other version, but in the at least in the extended version, he's in it quite. He becomes their new manager towards the end once they become more popular, and um. Uh, basically, okay, we can get into a little spoilers. Well, we don't spoil here. Okay, if you don't want to. I just thought, it, it, you don't necessarily have to, sp- okay. <laughs> I mean, was this movie really a spoiler movie? I mean, this movie came out 20 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, like, was it a spoiler movie in the sense, like, can you really spoil anything? Eh, I don't know. But, okay, there. now to get into more analytical part of this movie. Go ahead. Besides... The music was basically the soundtrack in this movie was basically a character in this movie, with how well it played with everything. Oh yeah, I mean the classics they played throughout this movie. For I sure. mean, it plays a gigantic part. But you it, know, it got you in rhythm for with the movie, and that's sp- what I like when soundtracks do that. They spent three point five million dollars on the music budget alone to get the rights to all these songs. Well, I but mean, the problem is, probably all went to that one company that owns literally all. They're like the Disney of music. But the problem is, this movie flopped so hard. Well, you want to know their budget? Yeah, what was the budget? Estimated I, I sixty their, million. Yeah, I got their gross, and this movie grossed just about forty-seven and a half million when all said and done, worldwide and everything. Forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven and a half is what I got from Box uh, Box Office Mojo. Oh. On IMDb, it says only fifteen million. That might have been no, yeah, gross more than that. But still, but I have the whole things. That was that was, I think that was opening week. Yeah, it might have been open. I don't know. Oh but, no, it, it breaks it down in other countries. Money. That's what I'm saying. Thirty-two I got for the U.S. 
yeah. grossed by country, thirty-two. Yeah, million. and they have fifteen worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this movie, after the height of uh, Cameron Crowe's and Jerry Maguire, flops super hard in two thousand. But did it really flop? Because it still got no. This amazing movie, reviews. this movie got got a second life on VOD, and yeah, the critics loved it. I think it flopped I, in the sense of money. Like, well, yeah, I mean, well, that's how you flop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, it did really well. I think this movie, as a movie, I think this movie probably made up a decent amount of money when it came went to DVD. Oh yeah, but no, this movie was just a. It was a critical. Everyone loved it. I mean, ninety Metacritic is super high. I mean, but, even the user ratings an eight. But there, I I did look up because I found this really fascinating, and I did look up like a couple of the reasons why. And um, Roger Ebert claims that the the rate because it was rated R, its perception. He thinks this. He claims this movie is targeted towards teenagers, which it does because it's a coming of age film with this kid William, and he has to grow up real quick and stuff, right? So it's a real good teenager movie. Well, slapping the radar on it in 2000 deterred a lot of people from seeing it. Now, I think if this movie would came out today, I don't think this would have a problem get, making Pat gets money. I'm not going to say how much it would have made back, but I think it definitely would have made back its money at the very least. Because I think oh, to, yeah. nowadays, especially we see with Deadpool and stuff, these franchises can make Don't millions. ever compare any movie to Deadpool. <laughs> All right, let's get something clear here. No, that's what I'm saying. And I think Roger Ebert kind of hits on those. Because he's like, why is this a radar movie? This movie didn't necessarily need to be radar. In the extended version. No, no, I'm saying like, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, with the scenes, what I'm saying is like, they cut out some of the language and stuff. With the director's cut. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I think if you said the F word like over, no, no. what is it, three times? Once. You can only it's say once it once. In 2000? Yeah, it's the same rules. You can only say it once. Okay, well, so that's what I'm saying. If you there cut, you have if, it. That's what I'm saying. If you cut back the language and stuff, this movie would have been mark, more marketable. But honestly, they had a radio scene where they literally said yeah. it for like five times. But what, that's what that's what I'm saying is like, if this movie came out today, I think this movie would have crushed it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, um, I, I would agree. I mean, there's a really funny line in this that I had to rewind out ten times to get this quote. Ah, uh, this made me. And so it, it was so funny because uh, the lead singer, you know, he says. And I, I think I have a better quote than this. But he go said, ahead, but go. I think I think this is not just a good quote. I think this is quotable to the movie because he says, "The best stuff is the popular stuff. It's much safer to say popularity sucks because that allows you to forgive yourself if you suck." And I think it's so funny because this movie went on to flop so hard; it was not popular at all. Yeah. And I think it's it's just so funny because that quote to me was like, wow, this is kind of perfect That's to funny. how this movie yeah. actually ends up doing. I, I liked, I mean, this quote, which took me a while because I was like, that doesn't really make sense. And it still kind of doesn't really make sense is when the lead guitarist, he said, to make good music, it's not what you put into music. It's what you leave out. Yeah, which is only it's the same, and the only th- conclusion I can come to on that is it's the same as like TV shows. Like, for instance, Lost did it really well. Every episode they would hook you in at the end because they would leave out a part that you wanted to see, so then you'd keep coming back and watching. And so I think that's kind of what he's saying. I think he's kind of saying like, by you not giving a spoiler. But like tempting to a spoiler, so like giving a great song, and I mean, but he hits on a different note. He almost hits on he hits on, it's mess ups when you mess up on it, 
Well, that's the part that you remember. He's the little the little things that don't make it robotic. I I think what he's trying to say, yeah, because he brings it to Marvin Gaye. It's really confusing. And what he's saying is basically like he brings it down to this point of like that's what makes it art. That's what makes it like a robot can basically play the most perfect song of all time, right? It can compile all of music and play out the most perfect song, right? But it won't be great. No one's going to love... That will not be the number... Well, it might be the number one song. But it's not a great piece of art. Art is like the human intent. Like, it's this hardcore... You're out there. You're making this. Even if you mess up, you can see, like, the brush stroke, you know, in a painting. Like, Like, it's something real. It's something that someone put their heart into. And even though it might not have been perfect... It's still great. Well, Caleb, I don't think this guy was very intelligent anyways. He never finished high school, so... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have anything else? Because I got a few I got a few unanswerable questions, which are borderline yeah, spoiler. Go ahead. Okay, these are borderline spoiler. Which, yeah, okay, go ahead. At this point. Um, do, do, does Penny and William ever end up together? I'd say yes. And the reason I'd say yes is because he ends up saying, yeah, you should give her a call. And you guys should go meet up in the sense of he's saying, I'm not going to pursue her anymore. She's all yours. And I think I think William's going to jump right out of that, if we're being honest. But they also show her flying out to Morocco to live for a year. How do you know he wasn't going with her? Uh, I guess that's a <laughs> but he also, point. But <laughs> he also, like, I mean, he still has a year or so to grow. I don't think they ever end up together. Sure, I don't I think, think I don't think, think it makes a difference. No, 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 no. I'm just this is for the fun of the game, you know. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying sure. he, he's 15 years old, right? Is this a puppy crush love? Sure. I mean, he's gonna meet someone or someone else. And let's be real, this kid is going places. No matter what he does, Penny Lang, homeless man. Is he going places? <laughs> Lady is her real name. He finds out, but she. Well, I don't even. Is that even her real name? Lady, Lady Goldwyn, or yeah. Whatever. But maybe she was just pranking him, like on the airplane. I don't think she. And is. she was walking she's, away. I don't think she's definitely pranking him. I don't, but I don't but all know. I'm saying is that like, I don't think they ever end up together. She sure. she's she's too wild and reckless. And even though he like he is drawn to that lifestyle, like he likes that lifestyle because his life is so used to being so cut and dry like analytical i think at the end of the day he he lives out his dream of being analytical this was my also unanswerable does he stay with the rock writing and keep writing for rolling stones and other magazines or does he actually throw that aside and become a lawyer this is definitely one of those questions that don't matter at all yeah that's what i'm saying this is fun to um, think because they leave it open-ended i would say he throws it away and becomes a lawyer because it kind of shows how, I mean, okay. After I, I, we're in spoiler warning. Go ahead. We're in spoiler warning. But after he ends up like not getting the thing, he kind of just gives up on it. Doesn't really talk. I mean, could you, I'd be, I would too for at least some time. Oh, you mean, would you, I mean, no, because mine, would always go through. (laughs) No, but but he gets turned around though. He gets it. He gets it eventually. So you think he does? No, I I agree with you. I think he becomes a lawyer. I just don't think that's a very good argument for him becoming a lawyer. That's the only argument I can think of. No, I I, all I'm saying is like just like I seen before. I believe he likes he likes his wild side. Like he likes this as a hobby. But I think he's young. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's 15. But I think at the end of the day, he realizes like. 
this is fun. This experience was so great, right? But I want the nine to five job, white but, picket fence, American dream. Then again, I think you could argue he's been writing for the school, so this might be his actual dream. Yeah, is yeah. To be a writer, don't, no, no, not to be a lawyer. This is definitely his dream. His dream is to be the writer. So what I'm saying is maybe he does do that. I think he's too smart for his own good. All right. I don't think he follows. His I passion. have an unanswerable question. All right, go. And I guarantee you'll not be able to answer this because I have no <laughs> idea. I just thought of it too. I don't think that's what unanswerable questions be, but go on. Okay, I I don't even know. All right, how does Penny Lane have so much money? I was thinking about that too. That's she, that's almost like a nitpick. She has like these flights that like she can just pay for. Like I don't know how expensive flights were back then, but like I can tell you right now. And like I work a job, forty hours a week. I mean, she might have. I mean, I do go to college, which does put a damper on it. She might have got a cut of the money. She's a groupie. I know. I they know, don't but, get but, cuts but, of I money. Know, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, she had opportunities to. Okay, and what's her what's her plan in Morocco? How much money does she have? Yeah, but it doesn't cost well, much she, to live in Morocco. But I don't even know why. Why is she going to Morocco? That's what I was wondering. In 1970. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound appealing. Whatever. Come on. Downriver, Michigan. <laughs> Am I right? Okay, now we're giving way too much information okay, about mean, it. I mean, up north. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, that's a good... I mean, okay, do you actually have any nitpicks about this movie? Probably just that, honestly. Uh, I don't... It's not a nitpick. I think, I think with everyone doing so well, Patrick Fugit f- is... um Will... And I think he's the worst actor of this movie. The lead singer was super hairy. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is like nitpick. I think everyone acts really well in this movie, and I think uh, William is. Just, I don't think he acted that bad. I though. don't. I don't think. But this like, is the thing. he's a 15 year old. So okay, you got it. Same thing with Midsummer. Same thing with Midsummer. Everyone acts so well. So if you have someone who's just acting like if you have everyone at a nine or ten out of ten, right, or even eight out of ten. And you have one person at like a six or a five. See, I think he definitely. They're going to stick out like a sore thumb. I think he definitely acted like a level lower, but it wasn't like a drastic, if that makes sense. Like he's supposed to be playing a fifteen-year-old. Like the fifteen-year-old, I I could see that's how a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, but all I'm act. saying is during the emotional scenes and stuff, like it just. It didn't. It okay, didn't feel genuine or anything like that. That would be the only scene I think he did not. Act well, there's really a couple well. scenes that I think this. And we ever had to show like emotions, like it wasn't that great. And that's all I'm saying. Like I'm just saying, and that is one of the reasons why I'm giving this movie an eight out of ten. Do you give it an eight out of ten? I mean, okay, this is another reason why is, you know me, I'm not a gigantic music fan. That's crazy because I give it a you know, ten too. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought you would bump it up. I I think I did have it at a nine the first time I watched it, and I did like it a lot. But like I said, like, I mean, I didn't dig the the penny money scene, which just that threw you a whole star off. No, no, not a whole star. But also, like, I mean, I did like it a lot. I definitely thought it was funnier the second time I watched it. But there were just, like, certain scenes. I mean, no, we didn't watch the director's cut. We Or was it? We watched the extended cut. The extended not cut. Not the original. So, like, I was very much questioning why certain scenes were in there. But then again, that was the extended cut, not the final cut. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Is so like... that's probably why I give it an 8 out of 10. So, like, if I actually watched the real version, 
I might give it a nine. I, yeah, you you did say you were it was dragging on for you. I mean, we did watch it a little late at night, but you it said like it was dragging three on. hours. But uh, I like this movie compared to like Superman. That movie felt like to me was way too much extra scenes. This movie <laughs> that I I couldn't. There's a few scenes I could point out that I'm probably like, okay. This is probably in the extended cut, not the original movie, just because it it didn't make as much sense being in the movie as other things. So this was fat to it, especially in the extended cut. Sure. But I that didn't bother me. Like, this movie didn't feel like three hours to me. Like I said, it, towards the end it did. It, it felt it's fine. Just, it's just for me, like, this movie is all based around music. And, I mean, I enjoy music, but I'm not, like, it doesn't, it's not something like, I like the movie. I mean, if I have a choice to listen to a podcast or a movie, I'm listening to a podcast. Well, Royale with Cheese, of course. <laughs> Joe Rogan experience. No, no. <laughs> Royale with Cheese. But anyways, so wait, what did you give Ken the hat? An 8 out of 10. So, since we all know what I'm going to pick. How is it? We can't, you can't do this. How are we going to compare them and put them up against each other? Out of the three movies we watched, which one would you say was the best? I mean, okay, Almost Famous. Okay, which one was your favorite? Uh, almost famous. Okay, so you thought almost famous. So you would pick almost famous. Yeah, if I'm gonna suggest one of these three movies to suggest the one, I'm definitely picking almost famous. I think it's a great movie to watch. Yeah, and I think you all should watch it. Just don't watch the extended cut. It, no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, well, you're getting this way no, too much crap here. I, I, I think the extended cut was good. I think you should watch the extended cut. I mean, if you don't have three hours on your hands, watch the theatrical. Release. I've never seen the theatrical. Oh no, I, I, I mean, did. The, I think I did I've the first it. time. So, anyways, besides the point, that's our three. So, what do we got going on next week, Caleb? Uh, next week we're going to. Uh, well, you know, there's no. We were gonna originally go watch the fanatic, but after watching the trailer and stuff, like. This movie looks really, really bad, and I don't even know like, if it's so bad it's not even gonna be fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know if this movie's gonna be necessarily funny. Like, there's bads where it's so bad that there's no return. That's one of them. That's that's what I was trying to say. Is like, if this movie was like, if this movie could be funny, it definitely. Ha- it's also directed by Fred Durst, which is saying limp in Limp Biscuit, which is absolutely hilarious to me. But that's beside the point. Um, this movie. We're gonna basically go see the Peanut Butter Falcon. We got suggested to us by a friend. Well, it's on my watch list. It's always been on my watch list, but it was like one of those things where it was like, it's like if I see it or not. I yeah, I see it or not. I mean, well, I watched I'm hoping it, to see it. I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, okay, this. I can pretty much tell you what this movie is and how I'm gonna rate. It. Like, I can right now, if I was gonna tell you what I'm gonna rate, it, probably gonna be dead on. But a friend and his wife said. You have to see this movie. Best movie we've seen now, this whole I will, year. I will say. So this is for them. The main actor in it. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? I think he's I think he's a little bit underrated, you know? I think he's coming out of being so underrated. So this is what I'd say. I'd say he has some great movies. No, Transformers. Yeah, I mean he's in holes. Maniac. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> he's in holes. He's in holes and stuff, and he's he's in holes. And then he has I think like, he's even solid in Transformers. I'm not gonna give him back. No, but what just, I'm saying is he started off good, then he kind of had like a dark patch. No, he went crazy. Yeah, that's the what dude, I mean. Shadow Buff is literally insane. Yeah, and then he's. I think he's coming back. Like I don't think he's a bad actor. I think Caleb's right. I just think he went so insane that he was just taking some wild roles. So, I don't think it's the rules. I think it's just insane in general. Like, no one's going to pick him up because he's crazy. So then uh, we're going to go back to um, 
the Academy Award winner for next year or for 1980 is Ordinary People, and that's going to be put up against Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back. I was going to say Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, yeah. So, um, obviously though, uh, I'm going to be a little biased in this, but uh, eh, I, I'm actually kind of excited to see Ordinary People. I thought we were going to watch a different I, movie. Kip, this is a preview, so I yeah, don't I'm disappointed. <laughs> All right, guys. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we need to explain. We might be having new segments coming up, and one of them will be, like, we're going to take the original of the movie, and then we're going to take the remake, and we're going to compare them and see which one's better. Yeah, we're we're playing that for, um, not this, uh, for this, not this the week ne- after. The week after this episode, not this episode, not the next episode, but the episode after that we're gonna have our original and then the remake and then we're gonna see how they're gonna do against each other because yeah. obviously uh i hate remakes usually so um we're gonna see how it goes so remember you hear your best movie ratings from here you need any advice yeah you, hear it from you here. take all of our opinions no matter what we say and you tell them as their fact all and right say i heard it from seth and caleb off the royale with cheese podcast amen and, and you say it with fact that's the yeah. only thing that matters because this is pure fact everything we say here Hundred percent fact, hundred percent true. Also, leave us your five star reviews. Only five stars. I don't want to see anything else but five stars. You can even leave nice reviews. Like, great job, guys. No, Keep no, up t- the t- good work. If you say you guys suck, just leave us a five star. Yeah, review. that's fine. I'll, that. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, who looks at comments anyway? So hey, right? who does? Who does? All right, guys. It's been uh great. So, seven kill. Signing off. Signing off. <laughs>